Welcome to the Friendly Jordy's podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Jordan, I need some clarity on our first segment. Go on. Apparently, Australian banks, the consensus is that the property bubble is about to... They're saying that the prices are going to depreciate by 20%. Jesus. By next year. Well, they've already gone down 10. They've already gone down 10. They're going to go down 20% in Sydney in particular. Then Melbourne is about 17%. Brisbane is about 15%. But either way, the only two cities that they're saying that the property prices are not going to go down as much are Perth Darwin. and Darwin. Yeah, it has right. to be Darwin. But that's still, they're still saying that that's still going to be a 7% decline. The question is... Jesus, what's that? 50 cents a house. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is happening, Jordan? Just a pack of ghost drops for a house. You were talking about something that I think has a little to do with it. The, do you want to shed some light on it? The mortgage repayments going up and what caused, you know. Well, because I see everything in the lens of Attack on Titan. <laughs> Shout out, Neckbeards. You ready for this? Here's what we can share a surfer, which is. Giants are going to invade Sydney. Well, that's obviously going to screw with the housing price, but it shouldn't explain a 20% drop, surely. Like, if a giant. Stepped on a house in the Shire. I just like oh, okay, just take that down from three bedrooms to one. Yeah, it's still usable. Yeah, just yeah, chuck tarps on it. Oh, for sure, it'll regain its value, don't you? It's worry. worth the land alone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, just a you got an instant pool in the. Yeah, yeah, you should be thankful. <laughs> <laughs> that increased the value. What are yeah, you talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's increasing value. No, it's not because of that. It's, uh, it's well, everybody knows this, right? It's because the Reserve Bank is obviously just upping uh, interest rates a lot, and that coupled in with a housing market where you saw houses that used to go for $4 million, which we used to think was absurd, and that was a mansion price mm. just 10 years ago at the beginning of the Liberal Party. At the end, and this is just where it gets to... you Look, at this point, you may as well just say, yeah, that house is a trillion dollars. But oh. no one in the world has that kind of money. And it's yeah. just like, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. $14 million by the end of the Liberals. So they just artificially oh, increased yeah. it $10 million. Now... That's on the high end of town where obviously Japanese investors that, uh, you know, invest in sushi stocks or something get that. <laughs> but can you imagine the average Australian on two incomes even, Fuck. well off, paying off a $2 million loan when all they had to put down was $100,000 if it is anything more than virtually no interest? So as soon as it goes mm. up, because this is what's happened already, right? Interest rates used to be around 3%. They're already at 7%. Fuck. When it goes up further, Ali, it could get as high as 10 to 11% interest from Fuck. like 3 Jesus. No one's going to be able to afford that. So I think, honestly, when they're saying the Reserve Bank Treasury is going to go down 20%, you know what they're really saying? They're just saying, oh, we predict that that's what's going to happen with the interest rates going up, not factoring in that everybody, when they have to renegotiate their mortgages, they're out. They're yeah. going to have to sell their house. Because that's one of the things that's different for Australia. For anyone that's like watching us from the UK or something, their system's a little different where you can actually fix your interest rate for the 30-year duration. I swear you, you can. can do that Yeah, here. you can. You can't do that here. So most sure? of the fixed rates are usually for four years, five years. So what that means is that as the interest rates go up, all of those people that are going to renegotiate their, uh, their interest rate, it's going to shoot up. And the problem is if you've bought a property recently and you were financially stressed, 
your mortgage repayment it doubles sometimes. So the the inter- and once it, like it, unless you're able to like hold on to it, um, you're screwed. You're gonna you're gonna have to default, which means that that property is gonna have to come into the market to pay off the bank, which is gonna cause a domino effect. And all of the prices are going to go down. Now, what I what you're saying but about don't you think that's more than just ten percent by the end of two thousand? So it all depends on Jordan inflation. Inflation is not stopping. So they've been <clears> increasing <throat> interest rates for what about like six months now, five months or something. It's slowing down though. It's seven point nine percent. In fact, today uh, RBA has increased the interest rates. Just today, zero point five percent, which was a shock because for most. Uh, 0.25 0.25 yeah they thought that no no no, 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 no they, they thought, thought that they were going to increase it by that yeah, they're yeah. going to increase a lot more because the inflation rate hit 7.9% when they were predicting that it might be around 7.6 7.7% so the thing is no one really knows when this inflation is going to get curbed there are estimates that it's probably going to keep increasing until 2025 which means Fuck. that interest rates and this 20% price drop that we're talking about is maybe the best case scenario for people that are in the housing market for people that are out of the housing market the, that is the worst case scenario wait the only people the only people that this does not mean the prices drop so you'll be able to afford yeah to but buy. like your repayments will you're still not going to be able so let's say you were able to get a a loan of five hundred thousand dollars now with the price drop your borrowing capacity will be three hundred fifty thousand dollars because you're earning the same amount of money so it's all dependent on how much money you're earning. Right, right, right. right. So, okay, okay. Which will make housing go low. So this is what I'm saying. I actually think that how much housing has dropped is actually a lot more than 10%, but that's just what the figures are showing. My evidence for that being purely anecdotal, which as we all know is the best type <laughs> of evidence. Agreed. And <laughs> it's because oh, I've got a mate, but yeah. he's trying to sell a house. 2017 bought it for like $680,000, which I know Perth people will be like, wow, you're just Gene Reinhardt's mansion. <laughs> in Australia, that he, he in, in owns Australia, most his like, in, in, in actual Australia, <laughs> real Australia. It does feel like that. Yeah. It feels like it's not Australia, but yeah. 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 Uh, Shoebox, most his lakes house. That's what he owns. Most his yeah. lakes house. So most his lakes house, I was saying, how's that going? He said, haven't got a bite. Two months. It's been on that. It's been on the market for two months. Not a single bite. If he put that on the market, I reckon honestly, a minute before he did, it would have been picked up the next day by a Chinese investor. Mm. The day before. The other thing, and this was newsworthy, and it truly is newsworthy. This is going to mean absolutely nothing to anybody else, but Paddington, which is, I think, the greatest designed suburb <laughs> in the country. Yeah. Really, like I think that if we designed every suburb like Paddington, uh, urban sprawl gone, uh, you know, the, the way that uh, all this idea of like making green suburbs, you can't get any more green than Delhi's Paddington. suddenly appear. Paddington, Delhi suddenly, Paddington is not developed right. You can never fit a Hummer on those streets. Yeah, yes. You're such a... <laughs> so, tiny. Smoking like a true Westie. <laughs> Fucking hell. But do you remember when you saw... Do you remember that Hummer in Paddington that would just block every street and don't... Did you ever see that move? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, what, you were there. No, I wasn't there when it was like, I've seen it over there, but you guys told me like, it's impossible for it, it to go out. It was driving on the footpath, <laughs> half of it down the road like that. 
<laughs> and it was the only interaction I've ever had with anyone in Paddington because they're all rich uppity, so they never talk to anyone. They think they're better than everybody else. And let's be yeah, honest, yeah. they are. And <laughs> But it was going down the footpath and then Dome Kang and I stared at each other and went, man, what a cunt. And I still remember it to this day. One of those women that it's hard to tell if she's a bag lady or a billionaire, which is the real look <laughs> yeah, of Paddington. That's, she that's just goes, way hard to believe, isn't it? And I was just like, Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Someone spoke to me. We both freaked out. Yeah. Ran home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran home. Changed yeah. world. Yeah, ran. It's I mean, unless Halloween. that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, you are such a dickhead. Yeah. Uh, you cannot yeah. have that there. Nah, you just can't. There's no point. But that was what was so good about Paddington because it just forces you to have teeny cars that are more fuel efficient. Yeah. Everything's more fuel efficient. Everything's walkable. There's trees I, and I parks like car, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's no, different. I was a joke. A Hummer's <laughs> a joke. Everything. Yeah. It no, is no, no, that, right, like, yeah. it's, it's actually, my lawyer just went on this massive rant about it, and he's so right. He was just saying, look, you can see it in Melbourne. Melbourne, all of those beautiful streets that have the two way roads mm. that are nice and open, then it has this park strip in between, like a literal park where you, yeah. if this was New York, squirrels would just be flocking yeah, to it. Yeah, and yeah. then you have the tram line. And he was looking at that, and then all of a sudden it turns into Sydney Street, which is exactly like Sydney. It's it's a real joke of Melbourne to make the worst street. <laughs> Sydney Street. Sydney Street, obviously. Of course they would. But it turns into that. And then he was looking at the buildings, and then all of a sudden, as soon as Federation hit, 1905, 1910, that's all the buildings, that's when Australia turned to shit, when they were just like, we're our own country, we don't need what Britain had. But Britain yeah. had it right. Because Britain went through the Industrial Revolution, so they knew... How to make uh, you keep yeah. the country like they had the exact infrastructure, someone thought in Britain exactly what Slavoj Žižek was saying about the world, which is you got to start thinking about the entire planet as a park. That's like That's, a garden. Yeah, it's yeah, a garden yeah. now. Yes, like it's yes, just we, yes. we own the entire planet at yes, this point. Yes. So you have to manage it like that, yeah. which is exactly what Britain did. Britain should just look like fucking Bangladesh or India mm. or something mm. like that. Like it should look disgusting, but it's like these beautiful little nice cottages with the common grounds for yeah, everybody yeah. to There's walk There's a lot amongst. of parks. A lot of parks Hampstead everywhere. Yeah. That was because someone else was thinking back there and back then in that day there was some motivator other than money. And so but, everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just looks like a nice country garden, mm, the entire country. Mm, 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 That's how the world should look. But anyway, sorry, this was all to go into this main point, Ali, which is that a terrace in Paddington, which is everyone should know from Sydney, uh, you, you look at that and it's basically the same size as your apartment, <laughs> but you sit there and you just think like, well, you know, God, it would have been good to have been born in 1960. When I could have got one of them. It's just impossible to get. Yeah. And mm. keep in mind, they are apartments built for Welsh midget coal miners. Just want to put that out there. But God, they look stark. They look amazing, but it's just insane. Like, is, there, is there any, have you seen this, Arlo? You would have, because you've been in Paddington. You've seen yeah. a house, like one of those Welsh coal miner, essentially slave labor storehouses. Yeah. Converted for the modern era. So nice. Looks though. stunning. So they're nice. basically stunning. terraces. Like they always look so good. They're, they're shoeboxes. The one thing the that I I must <coughs> point out that even though it doesn't apply, but like they're much bigger than you think they, they are, are from the yeah, outside. Yeah, when you because like when we used to hang out at our friend's house, it's actually like the it's it's very like it's not wide, mm. but it's long as yeah, mm. and, and tall too. It's and tall, and you stories. can like yeah, you can go to I don't know what's the regulations. Can you even go three if you want? Yeah. to? Can't do anything there because there's. Because they're heritage is the, the as well. rule of Australia. <clears throat> if there are enough 
old biddies in your uh, in your suburb, nothing is ever going to change. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only thing that's ever going to change is that the corner stores will change their font out the front uh, with how gentrified it gets to getting more and more in squiggly running writing. That's it. <laughs> <coughs> that's the only change that's just allowed by the council. And even that yeah. is going to take 30 years yeah, for you yeah, to yeah. get past. Yeah. Anyway, one of those terraces went for $250,000 under the asking price. That hasn't happened since 1990. That's, That's crazy. That is the sign Fuck. of a housing bubble that has burst. Right there. But an apartment, a little dilapidated fucking little shit box in Surrey Hills just sold for 1.3. But dude, here's yeah, the but thing. That's cheap. That's cheap, miss. Shit. It sold for you mentioning that reminds me. They sold a Surrey Hills uh like a little um terrace, which was basically run down. So you just had to like <coughs> remake the entire thing. Yeah, that's what this was. They sold it for 1.3 million in the year 2017-2018. Fuck. That house that you're talking, I don't I haven't seen it, but a 1.3 million house would have gone up to Close to 1.6, 1.8 million. There you go. In 2020. And so now the fact that it's back to 1.3 should raise alarm (laughs) bills. Here's another anecdote. Remember that friend who came to the show uh, who used to work at Dan Murphy's with me? You met him? I like that guy. Anyways, his anecdote was, so in 2020, his parents were forcing him to get any kind of property because, you know, the prices were going up and they thought this is how you get rich. He borrowed and he bought an apartment in the outskirts of Sydney because he is, his job wasn't that great, right? As soon as he buys it, the property market is going down. The interest rate go up. His job is basically the same to the point where his mortgage is increased by $300. He cannot afford it. So he's stressing out. He's about to default until he finds a gold mine of a job, which pays him $75 an hour. And if I tell you what this job is, you're gonna- Escort. It's No, it's like he works it's for Department of Education and this is his job. He helps teachers transition from uh, having women. mental- <laughs> <laughs> Basically, basically Finally, that. Some representation in the, in the public school. If you system. go on like a mental health break for months, then he's the one who sort of helps you transition back into work. And he gets paid seventy five dollars an hour, so he's managed to hold on I'm to sure these shitty really properties. Very necessary, yes. I mean, he, he was he was saying that it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is just a gold mine. It's a government job, so he's like, their rates are insane, and the job is like way less stressful than what he was doing before, which was selling insurance or some shit. So he, but he lucked out. But what he was saying is like, dude, I was this close to defaulting within the first year of buying my house. Really? Oh. So that anecdote tells you that you're potentially seeing a lot more defaults coming. So you're on board with me, right? That what the papers are saying is completely bunk. Uh, Well, again, there's too many variables here. It again, depends on the inflation rate. If it keeps increasing, then we're going to face a 1980s like recession, which is the inflation just keeps going up for the longest time. And to the, by the end of that, that, that stopped by some American, really brave American politicians deciding to plunge Australia into, uh, in America into a deep recession. Kind of what Paul Keating did, remember? His thing of like, this was a recession we needed to have. I don't know why everyone still gives him shit for that. Yeah, I but like, why do they, why? potentially we might have to do that again. But wh- hang on, hang on. Why do they always say, oh, he was the one that said the recession we had to have? Yeah, because recessions suck. Yeah, I know, but he was right. Mm. He was right. 
And he was, if he hadn't done that, you would have been screwed. So it, what he did was like, it's not that he wanted to do it, it's just that he didn't have any option. And we might be heading towards the same thing where all of these conservative predictions are like, all right, well, the interest rate is going to keep, uh, sorry, the, the inflation rate is going to keep going until 2020, 2023. And then by 2024, it's going to go down. The economy is going to be back on track by 2025. Maybe, but maybe no. Maybe the inflation rates keeps going up. Is it still going up in America? It's going up everywhere. And Australia was predicting, because I remember looking at Australian predictions, they were saying by now, interest rates would, interest rate would start dropping because, sorry, uh, inflation rate would start dropping because we've been increasing the interest rate. Nope. It's still going up. Come. So, oh, and we don't know exactly where this is going to stop. There's plenty of people saying that this might not stop for four years. Which means that twenty percent drop of property, fifty, minimum, and fifty percent drop. And but the worst thing is, Jordan, you think that oh, people are going to be able to buy house. No, they're not going to be able to even buy that fifty percent. Why? Because their wages are still the same, and their uh, uh, and and their um, uh, uh, the interest rates are uh, off the roof. I don't know. Did we do something wrong? I don't. I don't get a check. Check. Sorry, sorry. No, I, I think it's. I, I thought Stig was saying something. I don't get a. I always forget how this shit works. The can't, only person can't the just be like, nah, nah, miss, nah. We'll the only person it. that's benefiting from this economy, Jordan, is gonna be you. Why? Exactly. You're gonna be benefiting a lot from plunging for me. He's gonna. It, this is the perfect <laughs> scenario for you. So for anyone that has a high borrowing capacity or has disposable income, the best time to buy, bro. <laughs> the best time to buy. You are the winner in this. Like and that's we why I keep saying to everybody losers. here, We're make sure that you sign up to the Jordan Shanks <laughs> podcast, so uh, all of the Patreons that we have, mm. because there is a desperate uh, <laughs> nationally touring comedian here that wants to buy that seashell house that I was talking about before. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you for your contributions. We can make this happen. Very sweet of you all. <laughs> <laughs> No, but this is honestly. I always think that this is this is one of the greatest things that Tony Robbins ever said, which is always. And this is just a lesson for life. We're in winter now, and you're just going to have to bear that out. Mm. But you treat summer like winter, mm. and then when winter comes, it's summer. You got to squeeze every penny. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's a caricature of him from The Simpsons. So, so yes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'll, let, we'll move on from this segment because there's a few more. But I got this. I was watching a lecture by... Who's that really old man who's partners with Warren Buffett? Gnome he's Chance. like 100 yeah, years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an economic wizard. But this was his advice. He was asked, what would you say to individual investors today? What should they invest in in a period of high constant inflation and his advice was i'm just repeating his advice he was saying that first of all you need to you need to sometimes pick the worst of the worst uh, the worst the least worst solution so he's saying that normally people say diversify your investments so if you're doing shares you should do shares crypto you should do property whatever you can do diversifies like in these circumstances it's impossible to find 20 good bets so try to find four good ones and if you're lucky to find four you're going to be all right he's like and the basic ones are saying so if you're buying shares try oh, to buy stable shares things like 
uh, Costco. He was these were his examples. And like Costco, Alphabet, um, Apple, and he's Tesla? like, and just hold on to it until these choppy waves are gone by. The second thing is he still said is housing. He's like, get one housing thing in an area that in the long run is going to give you a benefit. Don't aim for like a four or five year making money, getting out, buying a bigger house. Like you need to get into it, try to get something that is, that has a cushion. So let's say the bank is offering you a $600,000 loan. Don't go for $600,000 loan, go for a 500,000 loan, get an investment and just try to like pay it off. And by the time four, uh, sorry, five years later, 10 years later, you're going to get back into those positives. Mm. So he's like, keep things simple go for like stable and just try to ride it out well that's obviously what happens during these times mm. yeah it's just everything is pennies on the pound and if you have really massive companies that are pennies on the pound why not put your pennies there mm. because you might still lose out because the problem with what the world that we're looking at is it's worse for the rest of the world, bro. So like the aggregate demand oh, for man. the rest of the world is going to plunge, which means all of these big companies, companies like Apple, companies like Costco are not going to be making the same level of profits that they were a year ago or in the last 10 years, which means that their share prices are probably going to go down. Yeah, that's definitely true. But they always go up. But the problem is, what's the option? You don't, you don't get that, and you keep your money in cash. That's my that's gonna, option. That's going to, it's like a mice is eating your cash with inflation. So there's nothing, so every time, that $10 that you've got in your savings, every year is going to lose its value. So it's going to become $9, $8. Having said that, if you invest into a company, and let's say that Apple share doesn't go by a lot, it might be able to hold its value. So this is the point about the least worst option. Like there's nothing amazing happening. So you've just got to choose a bet and stick to it and try to play safe. Don't try to gamble too much. Yeah, definitely right about the risk. Man, you know, I saw a uh, documentary about merry old England and they were just going through what is the supposed middle class of England. Yeah. Having said that, look, they got everything right in the 1800s and then this is my Scottish coming out. Fucking Thatcher <laughs> came along. And man, <laughs> that is a desperate, desperate country right now. They really? were looking at middle class suburbs now. and walking around and every shop was closed Shit. except for the St. Vincent de Paul handing out free meals. And then you saw people that looked there. like they were comfortably dressed mm. lining up for charity. Really? Yeah. That's what it's like now, and Fuck. it's still getting worse. And they're asking people in this middle-class suburb, how's things going? And they're all saying, I turned off the power. They did the suburb winter thing, which Tony Roberts was talking about, but this is how desperate it got. Yeah. I turned off the power during summer, didn't watch any TV there, so I'm short for winter, aren't I? <laughs> so they, so they, can, they have to t not use Fuck. any electricity during most of the year just to get through the harsh British winters. Jesus. It's so, but dude, like and the power cool? bills are gonna go insane. Labor really? just came out and said we can't do anything about it. It's you're just gonna have to cop it. So is this just a cycle that happens every decade, basically? No, this is like once in three decade kind of thing. This is this is oh. not good. And what, what this is eighties. And what in really fact the it? one thing that like our now? what triggered it all again? Coronavirus, oh, yeah. Ukraine war, and I don't just really the think general the cycle. Ukraine war really triggered a lot of this. It did. It shot up the energy prices. Uh, it yeah, but it shouldn't have. 
Well, I mean, the war. That's what yeah, but not here. Like. like it's just very, mm. very fucked economic policy of the liberals. That's and what shocked up gas right. here. It's just it's the 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 supply has reduced, so it's going to go up. Yeah, but this we have so much supply. Here. Yeah, but we don't have protectionist policies. I know. So we have uh, to buy saying, everything. But we used to. That's crazy. Eh? But Jordan, you know, like I'm. Look, I'm the commie here, but I do want to say one thing: that if you move into like a really protectionist way of looking at your energy, you might end up uh, something like, like Brazil. Brazil's been in state of uh, partial recession since 2014. Why? Because they were depending, they were making a killing out of uh, exporting commodities to China when China was growing in double digits, and then Chinese economy slowed down, and they just haven't been able to recover since then. The reason why I'm saying is because when you have protectionist policy, so you're giving yourself some of the stuff that you're uh, selling to other people for a much reduced price, which means you're kind of cutting into your surplus income. So when that windfall goes down, the extreme example of that is Venezuela, where like as soon as the oil prices went down, their country collapsed. So, so you've got to, you've got to like, I'm not saying that Australia is in, is going to face that if they do it, but you still need to, really tread this path carefully. You don't want to make certain things easier for us now, but much worse in the long run. You can have like a certain amount of cap, like maybe like the 10% or 15% that is reserved for domestic market. But the problem is, Jordan, I was actually looking into this. It's actually much much more difficult than I thought. So the problem, Perth, the reason why Western Australia gets subsidized uh, uh, energy rates, particularly gas, is not just because their policies were great. Their policies were good, but they were able to achieve this because of the geographic distance. So most of the gas is being produced offshore from WA, right? So that energy is going to Asia. It's really close to Asia and it's really far from us. Perth and like Western Australia is also close, somewhat closer, so energy companies over there agreed, okay, we have no problem giving Western Australia subsidized rate. But when they, when you ask the same for East Coast, the economics, at least they claim, don't add up. So what I'm saying yeah, of is, course it's they claim that, but th mm. you could have done it. You could have given us the national energy guarantee, but now yeah. you can't. And this is the thing that I hate when you see all these people, and there's going to be people in the comments you watch of this podcast, and they'll all be saying, "Oh, well, why doesn't Labor do it now?" What and sitting court with hundreds and hundreds of court cases until this blows over anyway? But and they, then you can't. but even if the court cases don't exist, the problem that labor faces right now is okay. Let's say none of the court cases exist. Let's say they can set up a pipeline to East Coast today, and uh, we've got the money for it. But the problem is you're subsidizing energy at a time when your inflation is eight percent and growing. So, so every time you subsidize energy rates, you're increasing your inflation because. Energy prices go down, the demand goes up, people start buying more petrol, and that drives up the inflation. So yeah. now you're in a cash 22 situation here. So even if all of that subsidization will work, it's still bad economic policy at this point, which is why they're not doing it. Because they're afraid that if they do it, they're going to shoot the interest well, rates. Well, yeah, uh, look, the it's, inflation it's theoretical because they can't anyway. That's the point, though. It's so just, there's no there's way to fix interest rates apart, apart from... Uh, reducing inflation rate. Yeah, yeah. And how do you do that? By increasing the by interest rate. Actually, <laughs> who designed this system? By causing the by causing a recession. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you, I'll tell you what the other big, big thing that they could do. I hear people in the Labor Party talking about this. Is rumbles about it? Crash the dollar. 
crash the dollar so that you're just creating this massive import. The dollar market. will never crash. Here's the other thing that people well, don't realize you about float the dollar. It, but, well, you could. But, but it's not even that. It's like, think of it this way. Okay, God, All, every hard. third world country in the world, their currencies are so unstable, particularly at times of global recession like we are at now, that all of their elites start taking money out of their own currency and starts parking it into what they would consider a stable currency. What a stable currency in this current economic order where US is the only powerful giant is US dollar. So even if US wants to bring down the US dollar, it cannot because the demand overseas is too high. Every Paki friend of mine who makes money, all they're doing is trying to take money out of rupees and make it into USD because they know that rupee is going to go down way more than USD does. Mm. So it's a whole different monster. You cannot crash the dollar because if you crash, because the crashing the dollar would mean that every other third world country in the world that doesn't have faith in their own currency and economic system have to somehow abandon it. The only way that can happen is if all of a sudden things change, let's say there's a US-China war and China wins that war, then the dollar will crash. But until that happens, until the current economic order exists, dollar will keep going up and that is- Hang on, doesn't China do that all the time? What do you mean? They just manipulate their own currency. Yeah, they do. But that's also a reason why people wouldn't want to do it because they manipulate it. But the problem is that Chinese currency, even today, is not nearly as- Because the reserve currency of the world is dollar. And that's what's causing it. The Chinese currency isn't the reserve currency of the world. Yeah. So if if you're like some fucking, if you're like a, uh, a corrupt politician in Kenya and you're thinking, oh shit, I'm making all this money, but like the world is in a recession and Kenya is going down, probably because I'm making all of this money in a corrupt way, what do I do with that money? You're saying, oh, why don't you buy Chinese currency? You have two options, buy Chinese currency, you can buy Euro or you can buy USD. Yeah, but he'd, this is all he'd be that, insane that's, that's to go for anything other than investment, USD. though. This, we're talking about because Australia is a high quality country with high quality exports. Mm -hmm. So if you make it cheap, you've just increased exports. Ye well, yes, but the thing with Australia is, dude, like we don't even need to compete on that. Our exports are inelastic as fuck. So yeah, true. Whatever we're selling, people are gonna buy our. What we should be afraid of is what the U.S. is saying is the best case scenario. The Chinese economy collapses. If the Chinese economy collapses, we are screwed. Because Jesus. our number one buyer of our commodity is gone all of a sudden. Which means that very inelastic demand that we had is not going to be so inelastic anymore. So all of a sudden we're going to have all of these resources and the biggest buyer is not going to get any. Mm. But... So I say, contrary to what most Australians think, I believe as an Australian, we should really pray that China doesn't collapse. Yeah, well, because obviously, yeah. Is this second biggest America? Yeah. Second biggest yeah, what? Yeah, we'll, we'll be right. Well, well, EU. That's pretty no, big No, 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 no. America isn't like their, our biggest commodity importer by any means. No, names. I know that. He's just asking what's the biggest economy after. Oh, no, America still is the biggest economy in the world. China no, I thought China had a bigger GDP. No, buyer, no not I'm yet. saying who buys the most of our shit. China, China, China. Secondarily. Uh, and then I it's think the US it's and Indonesia. It's Japan. I think it's I, Indonesia, no, it's Japan. Japan. I'm going to Google this. Well, I'm sure we'll be fine. But there's other, most of our stuff actually goes to Asian tiger, Asian tiger right. economies. What? Like as in, you know, your Koreas, your Japan, your Indonesia. Right, or, right. Um, God, it's uh, every... Shit is complicated. 
All right, look, let's let's maybe switch some gears because we've been talking about this for like 40 minutes. Damn, now. that is, went fast. It is intriguing. Can oh. I tell you the most amazing story that I was referring to in the pre-show that mm. made me going from crying to laughing with joy? Okay. I'll try to make this uh, I'll try to make this real quick because we've got to uh, address the Brazilian elections too. But Jordan, so do you know how we in the cricket World Cup, Pakistan lost its first match to India with like one run yeah. and it was a crazy match? Yep. Their next match was with Zimbabwe. That's light, bro. Like, yeah. they're not even yeah. a good team. They're, like, the team that you beat to, like, you know, because, like, that's Qualify it's a given. Out. It's a given that you're going to beat Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, out of nowhere, <laughs> fucking beats Pakistan, right? Kicks them out of the World Cup. I am crying. I am literally crying. I'm on the floor at 2 a.m., and I am crying in like the posture that Muslims pray <laughs> because I cannot look at the screen anymore. And then all I hear, Allah can save you now. And all I hear is the commentary, the Zimbabwe commentator going, "In the greatest upset of all time, Zimbabwe has won by one run." And I am literally crying, right? And yeah. I'm thinking this is the worst day of my life. I put it down. I immediately go on YouTube. All of my recommendation was just filled with cricket bullshit that I was watching. I just go, not interested, not interested, to get rid of all of that. And yeah. then all of a, all of a sudden Atri, I Atri see podcast. Zimbabwe people. <laughs> they were talking about it too. Zimbabwe yeah. people. Check this out. This, you're you're going to want to hear this. So people in Zimbabwe are going on Twitter and saying, that's it, payback time. Pakistan, never do that shit again. This is our revenge. And I'm like, what the fuck did we do to you, bro? Like, what's this revenge for? And then the president of Zimbabwe tweets, congratulations to the Zimbabwe cricket team on this remarkable victory. And for Pakistan, next time send the real Mr. Bean. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? What do you mean real Mr. Bean? So check this out. People in Zimbabwe were pissed off at Pakis. Why? Because a few, some time ago, the uh, Zimbabwe government organized an event. Some, sorry, uh, the agricultural department of Zimbabwe organized an event and they got what they claim was we're going to get Mr. Bean to our show. <laughs> People yeah. in Zimbabwe went fucking nuts because yeah. that's their one celebrity. Mr. Bean. So Who's like, Mr. Bean? Yeah, Mr. Bean? Let me, let me t- oh, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah, 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 Rowan yeah. Atkinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. So... He comes, Mr. Bean comes to Zimbabwe and he's at this event and people, there's like a crowd. Like, forget fucking Beatles in Liverpool on that fucking roof or whatever. (laughs) The crowd is insane. Bigger than Beatles. But they quickly realize that this Mr. Bean is fake. (laughs) And this Mr. Bean is Paki. He's from Karachi and he went there. And so all of a sudden, the entire... Zimbabwe as a society and the government gets freaked out because the people are going insane. They're like, this is the greatest. We're going to get rid of this government. And the government it. then says, this it. is not our fault. Paki sent us fake Mr. Bean when they promised us the real one. <laughs> and the Pakis were like, we don't have the real Mr. Bean. The one that we had, we've sent it to you. <laughs> You know what's incredible? Oh, I never realized how much Mr. B does look like a Pakistani man. <laughs> wait a sec, wait a like, sec. That's indistinguishable to me. I, I thought that was it. There's so many questions. Yeah. There's too many questions. Why do they want Mr. Bean? It, it doesn't because make sense. Because they love him. Okay, secondarily, why did, did Pakistan send a fake Mr. Bean? It was a coincidence 
that the guy was from Pakistan. Well, and look, so this is this is my understanding of it. Pakistan never claimed they have the real Mr. Bean. Everyone why knows. Why would they have why the real exactly? Mr. Bean? So some probably some talent, some organization in in Zimbabwe were like, "What can you offer?" And they're like, yeah. "We have fake Mr. Bean." Yeah. And Zimbabwe were like, "All right, that works for us. Send him through." Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then when he came to Zimbabwe and it became like national news that we've been conned, the government was like, or the agriculture department was like, "Oh shit, what do we do?" Uh, Let's just say that Pakistan conned us. Really? That's just what you get for being dumb. Why is that Pakistani cricket teams for? Wait, are you sure that's what happened? Or are you just being very like nationalistic here? Like it was not our fault. Because it come well, on. Well, maybe, maybe it was, but either way, I think it's still funny, Mr. Dude, Bean. That is, that's not funny. That's the funniest thing I've you've ever got to, you've seen. Got to, you've got to check this out. I will put up this clip All on right, the. Second, I'm just going to do a fish check. Dude, that's the funniest. Oh, yeah, that's your the fish funniest is about thing to die. I've ever heard of. It was so insane. The world is can be really funny sometimes, and I forget, you know, I forget how how. <laughs> I've got to find that clip uh, well, I, of like, him like, like I love being... Mr. Bean, but I didn't know Zimbabweans would love Mr. Bean, you know. Dude, everyone in third world. This is actually I was talking about this to my girlfriend as well. There are certain shows that are massive in the third world, but. Yeah. In in like in you know the the developed economies they're not a thing. Like, do you know that one of the biggest show in the world is called Mind Your Language? The ironic thing about that show is, even mm. though it's a massive hit yeah. in every uh, developing country, mm. if if someone watched it today, they'd be like, "This show is very problematic. It's yeah, racist." Well, yeah, everything. But because the entire show is about a white uh, British teacher who's yeah. teaching a bunch of ethnics, like yeah. Greek, Italians, Paki, all the ones, and they just suck at English. And that's the entire show. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Mind Your Language. I swear my mom watched a show like that. But yeah, because you know why? Because she's from Croatia. Yeah. They yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, she loves it. They and Actually, it is that show. It is. It's like in the 70s and it's like yeah, yeah, super yeah. racy. She loves it, yeah. Yeah. Miss, oh check this out. Oh my God. You have to, how you gonna... <laughs> that, <laughs> That was him before they found out that he was fake. We'll put this video up on the edit. I'll send it to Okay, well, uh, I can see why that didn't work. That's really like Barney Gumble pretending to be Krusty the Clown. That is nothing. But look at his mannerisms. They're not too bad. They're pretty far off. But he's not even acting. I he's just to. being Pakistani. That's it. <laughs> I need to what know. What the heck? Come on. Who Dude, that looks more like Sam Destiari than Mr. Ben. <laughs> Who is at fault for this? I need to know. Pac the Zimbabwe government. And that guy but as well. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's really to blame. That guy's to blame for going over there. But, but, like, why did the president come out and be like, serves you right, Pakistan? It's like, you knew, though. Yeah, but there's a, I don't know. He, the president was tweeting. Anyways. Dude, if I, oh, your reaction would have been amazing. That is. The oh, man, like I was that. like, it made the defeat worth it. It's, the, absolutely, it did. yeah, yeah. That, I was like, worked. I was l pissing with laughter when they were like, and dude, people in Zimbabwe were actually angry. <laughs> they were like, do not mess with us next time. <laughs> Miss with us. <laughs> you won by fluke, dude. dude. <laughs> hilarious sometimes. Well, like, sometimes. Like, how would that happen in, in, in the. Th like, that is what? A, a, a national presidential parade. It's just not. Well, I mean, Shaq got pretty much the yeah, same but, treatment. Yeah, but, all but he the, actually was Shaq. He was Shaq. All the checks and balances <laughs> needed to get someone over. It's like, that would be. Like, it's just crazy like there's so many checks and balances to get it's like 
it's the real person, right? Yeah, of course, it's the real person. Gets there, it's not the real person. I don't understand how you can fuck that. Send a photo. Send a photo. I don't understand. Like, like, okay, how about this? How about this? He arrives, right? He arrives. Surely the Department of Agriculture, if it is Zimbabwe's fault, I'm still dubious. I reckon maybe, maybe it is Pakistan's fault, but I still think I'm so proud of it. I reckon Pakistan (laughs) saw like the the money they were going to send. They're just like, yeah, we've got. But can you ask Zimbabwe why they're asking Pakistan to send real Mr. Bean? Like. We have to find that, that out. Is, that's strange as well. Yeah, because and what is this? Because they knew he wasn't real. That's, I'm but, telling you, they knew he wasn't real. This is what I'm saying. That say, okay, either he arrived and they, you see his face and go, get off the plane, go back on the plane, get the fuck out of here, it'll be an eruption, get out of here. Or they knew that he was fake, which is even more insane. Every, every answer is insane. There's no rational answer here. <laughs> There's no rush. Yeah, so they just thought, oh, okay, maybe they'll just think that he got like a, a suntan when he was here. And if that was the logic, it's like that's insane too. Like, there's no. <laughs> oh my god, I need to know. I need, I, I, I'm gonna chuck it in a stadium. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google like how did this happen, and I bet there'll be like 50 articles being like could have been this, could have been this, could have been this. <laughs> but it, everyone will be like insane, 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 insane. Like, it's amazing. It's that is incredible. You get free entertainment. Like, you know what else like, is incredible? I uh, finally figured out where my rainbow fish went. <gasps> oh, no. That's the eyes. No, but this, this, this was obviously, this was months and months and months <laughs> ago. I just looked in the back to do a check and I was always just like, what, were they eating or something? No, they went for their little jump of freedom oh. like they sometimes do. Oh my God. Oh, no. Both of them got mummified. Yeah, you know what's crazy? But they're, uh, sadder than that. Why did they eyeballs I'm 60% melt. sure Miss Love's going to eat them. <laughs> so well, they do like, look good. They do look good. Go on, do one. No, I can't, I, can't, I can't. A little bit of salt. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you do it all the time anyway. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. But no, I can't. I'll lick miss, one. Miss, do it. Come on. No, For the pod. A little bit of salt. I'll lick one. Oh! Just, can anyone? I just want everyone to know this. I'm a very good aquarium keeper. Okay, it's yeah, just yeah, that it's I'm an sure. open end, and uh, sometimes when you do a water change, they just go. Oh, the pH level is point one percent different. Better kill myself. So that's what happens. Just in case you didn't see the pre-show, and now because you stayed around, Misov's going to eat one. I'm not going to eat one. I'm going to lick one. All uh, right. It is. He's a, <laughs> the he's bigger a, one. He's a murderer. Uh, Peter, get at him. <laughs> oh, I really don't want to do this. No! <laughs> it was just, it's just paper. Why are you spitting it out there? It's just paper. No, it, right, I'm, I'm going to give it. Just a lick it. It's paper. Yeah, that has no flavor at all. Uh, go on, go on. No. <laughs> well, you got to add a little bit of salt on it, miss. Yeah, if it was salted, I could probably do it. Oh, let's, let, uh, we'll put some salt no, on it. No, no, I mean like. You know, preserved in salt. It was preserved. This place is very humid. Why are incredible? The, There's little mummies. Why are the eyeballs melted out? Not melted out. They just dry out because think about it. Your eyes just, what is water. it? It's just like a little water bean bag. But where did they go? They just go it, off into the ether. Just they apparates. just apparate into it apparates. the ceiling. So it's basically just water. There's nothing physical in the eye. I don't know. I don't know anything about eyes. It's just I'm looking at them right now and I'm just thinking water. like, it's, it's got to be, right? Like So... Miss, everyone is desperately asking for you to eat it with salt. Just I add can't, some salt. I can't do it. Why? It's just too. They're fucked. all like, "Lick Why it, you pussies." Fuck? We licked it. 
Eat it, I, you I, fucking I, pussy. Put in the salt and eat it. I can't. It's not. I, I have to stress preserved in salt. All right. What about scissors, paper, rock? No, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I just don't. Miss, don't pretend. This is your favorite food. Yeah, this is right. Yeah, but I don't think you realize this is not how. This is not the process of just preserving meat. You don't. It doesn't. You don't just chuck it on a rock and it dries out. That's not how you do yeah, it. Yeah, it is. No. I've seen that happen. Is. Well, no. you know, Dude, if it's good enough for Zimbabwe and fake Mr. Bean <laughs> wasn't, then clearly that's what they do. <laughs> no. Miss, I, this is, there's nothing. This is probably like the healthiest wrong. meal. Don't lie to me, miss. Yesterday you were pumping your body it. with it's seltzers. <laughs> this is going to be healthier than that. Okay, try the Anything, little one. Add some salt on it, on it and eat it. Listen, Just a little I can't bit. do it. But you know what you can do? What? Do, do us a favor yeah. and break Big Boy in half. And then you'll eat half. No, I just want to see. The They're inside. saying power, chew, and spit if it's bad, but you have to eat it. I can't. I can't. Just put it in your mouth. Don't, uh, get some salt from All us. right, well, we'll see what he, he, he will change his mind instantly once there's some flavoring. Yeah, and like, Here's how you do it, guys. This is how you get his love Balabragic to eat anything. You just get your shoe and you put some Tabasco sauce on it. He'll, he'll eat it. Shoebasco. Uh, why? why fishies? Why do you have to do this? But miss, you? come on. If anyone is going to eat that fish, it's you. No, I think it's you. You're from Pakistan. No, but like you're from Croatia, dude. Yeah, you exactly. But people in Pakistan don't eat fish. Yeah, we don't Jesus. eat fish at all. Look at that. Now, doesn't that remind you of home? Snap it in half. Let's see what's inside at least. There's nothing no, get, inside. Get on, get it's on, a mummy. Get on, get on, get on. Well, you're not going to see anything. Look at that. Nice and meaty. Let's... See? Jesus, it's hollow. Yeah. You're just eating nothing but skin. You're just eating fish jerky. It, yes, just let me just uh, but add, add like a little bit more salt on it. Can we uh, yeah, give, sure, give me the salt shaker? Well, you, we'll just rub it sure, on this table. Sure, for good give luck. me the salt shaker. Go on, have a whiff of that, miss. Really it doesn't smell like anything. You tasted it already. You're all right. <coughs> it, uh, I'll admit, it doesn't smell as appetizing as it looks. <laughs> I feel, All right, still, damn the gullet. It's still food safe, I think. I think it's still food safe. Because, well, that's what fish smells like. You you like going to the fish market. Now, all of a sudden, you're too good for it. Miss, I reckon you can do it. It really stinks. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's just it's just fermented. That's what the smell is. You know how kimchi sometimes tastes bad? Yeah. It's, like, delicious. That's it. It's the same thing. Right, give it, like, a little, little bite, miss. Just a little one. It's so stinky. Just a little, little one. Oh. Just a little one. Just a nibble, the edge. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it. It's it's just, I, it's rock hard. Just, just. Use you, you can rip it out. You got nice healthy chompers. Go for the tail. That's yeah. the lucky part anyway. No, nah, the head is the most flavorful. Well, that's definitely true, but it'd be <sighs> yeah, easy to take that off. Ugh. I you, can't. you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. Just chip it away. Look. All right, here we go. Here it's we go. fucking cardboard. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something. Just you break him a little piece. It's cardboard. See? Yeah. That's just the oh. tail. Good, good on you. Do it, do it. You can do it. Me, slow. Oh, Me, slow. All his hair on Five me. second rule. Hey, he's, he's pretty happy about it. Look. He's got a nice <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> That's all right. That's a gag reflex. That's natural. Enjoying it. <laughs> you want some more salt? You like on that? It? You want to wash that down with another <laughs> Jap beer? 
Apparently, this is classy. All of a sudden, yeah. Japanese yeah. beer with some sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He tried. He gave, oh lord, how he did we try! Gotta, we got to give him a clap for it. <laughs> hey, thanks. Take away for the team, Biz. I mean, it just really smells. <laughs> It is so rotten that. Oh, it's rotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. it's definitely rotten. <laughs> yeah, that's been there for a while. I don't know if it can be rotten though. Uh, Dude, it is rotten. Smell it. It's so rotten. Uh, what about if we got Tutankhamun? Would you eat that? I'm rethinking. What about jerky like anything? You could now. dip it in some chili sauce and eat it. And then he'd like it. No, now I'm touching the tail that Misov had in his mouth. Oh, that's the, that, that's the healthiest fucking part of that. Probably. Your enzymes probably killed off a lot of the bacteria. Oh, am I going to die? No, no. Nah, you'll well, be maybe. Right. I don't know. That fish was dead. That's what we were trying to figure out. Think if it's edible or not. Well, it's, it, did you smell it? Yes, I did. And I did too. It is not good. Uh, hey, let's move to- uh, Political chief scientist of the Friendly Geordies podcast and guinea pig. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to eat a fucking warhead. So, uh, not a fan? You know, it'll work in a deli, but I sometimes do. <laughs> you always wanted to go to the Russian deli in Bondi. You're not so crash hot on it now, are you? I mean, that stuff would be a lot older than this. <laughs> oh God, Especially with all of the uh, trade embargoes. Now. Oh, fuck. All right, George. Even the bloody warheads. Let's do, let's do the next segment. Um... Uh. Brazilian elections. Are you happy or not? Well, I'm mortified, actually. Why are you mortified? Do you know this one? Because Bolsonaro is a strong man. Yeah, but he was also, I a think, fucked man. I think he, I think like Lula might save the planet. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. You know, apparently the Amazon soaks up like a quarter of the entire world's carbon dioxide. No. Yeah. They're known as the lungs of the world. Well, I know that, but I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And well, you know what's really sad about it? What? This is what they were saying. Bolsonaro cleared so much of it that now there's just permanent swaths of it that are just savannah. Can't yeah, be repaired back he's into He's made the some, forest. he's already done some but damage. This is the whole thing. When they're saying that under Lula, deforestation halved. Oh, okay, so it's just going to take us twice as long to destroy the forest. No, but come on, dude. He, they're going to protect it some. Like, you can do it in, they're going to do it. They've got to do it in somewhat a sustainable way. Otherwise, we're all screwed. Well, this is what the also one good freaks thing me out about it is what? Okay, he wins this election. Then Bolsonaro Jr. wins the next one. Yeah, but this is this is what I was reading. So apparently, unlike Lula 1.0 when he came mm. into power before, mm. uh, this time around, because the country is so divided and his uh, uh, win margin is so minuscule, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So minuscule, dude. It was so. What was close. it? Do you know? Yeah, fifty point eight. Nearly 50% of the country voted for Bolsonaro. Yep. Which is why they're saying that any policy platform that Lula had about like uh, funding uh, education, uh, health, or um, better social security is out of the window because there's no way he's going to be able to legislate it. By the way, he's the president. Can he do but presidential the parliament or nah? is majority right wing. It was always is. But... Is he able to do anything like, you know, executive orders? For or the app, for Amazon, he can, which yeah. is the good bit. Wow. So anything in relating to conser uh, conservation of the Amazon, he can do what is their version of an executive order, but he can't do domestic legislation. Well, how the hell did Bolsonaro get such a high vote? 
Dude, they love him there. What are you talking about? I thought that a small section of the community liked him, and I thought that Lula was like crazily popular. That's really concerning for the future of the world. Their religious vote has sort of broken up. So it used to be Catholics, right, that formed the religious voting lobby. Mm. The Catholics are actually pro-Lula. In fact, the Pope sort of uh, endorsed Lula, (laughs) which is mad. Whoa. But yeah, true. But you the wouldn't problem be getting is, that out of Benedict XVI, I could assure you. Brazil is changing. So they're... they're Evangelicals. Tri- yes. Yeah. And they're all it's with just Bolsonaro. of America, Brazil, really. And the they're divide. all with Bolsonaro. Yeah, but the thing is, this is, this is the problem with poor people. They don't vote. Because no, I'm assuming do. that it was a, a... You don't have to vote in Brazil, right? I think so. But like, either way, so they're... Is, it's, is, like, it's like America. It's a right-wing dude out. The right wing dudes out, and, and the Lula. left wing, the really? which some might consider far left, is now in. How is he far left? Just because he's not, because he's just he's he's a union guy. That's why. That's it. He's yeah. not a Shame. corporate who wants to like fund a health a little bit more. He's literally a union guy. It's like John Setka becoming the president. Okay, yeah. Well, that's pretty militant. Will he save the Amazon? Yes, he's. That's in fact his his he was his biggest policy platform, and he's already said that he's on it. Yeah, but how is he going to save it? Protect, make it a protected zone. And once you make it a protected zone, can Bolsonaro do anything about it if he gets back in? Maybe if it's like, dude, I don't know their legal system that well, but like in America, technically he could have. If their executive orders are anything like America, then maybe he would have. But there's like big. Because the thing is, in Australia, once it's national park, it's national park. Yeah, really. Maybe, maybe in Brazil, it could be that way. I'm not sure, but I'll look Labor it up. Not? But either yeah. way, man, you know what Labor's doing? This is incredible. With Tanya Plibersek's announcement of 30 percent protection, people always say oh, she only has to get another six or seven percent for it to be 30 percent. It's not that much. You know what six or seven percent is? It's the size Whoa. of Victoria and Tasmania. Of not just wow. because a lot of the stuff that is national park is just barren wasteland. She's talking about prime land that she's going to have to buy off of farmers. It right. is huge okay. that last little jolt yep. into whatever the next part of the protection zone is. I hate how people are always just trying to find some negative spin on everything. Stop like playing with the corpses; they're your friends, <sighs> um, but they're fun, <laughs> just like the word life. Uh, yeah, that is that is epic. That's really good news. And that's good news for Brazil, I guess, too. That's good news for the world, bro. More In forest, fact, more trained. This was, a, this was such a big problem <laughs> that there were talks in the United Nations that what if they bribe Bolsonaro? Because Amazon, even though it's in Brazil, it's kind of like it has to be world property because it's so vital for everyone yeah. on the planet. So they were saying, like, we can literally bribe Bolsonaro where we keep aside a certain fund and we give it to Brazil in uh, just to be like, can you protect Amazon and here's extra money? Like it was that much of an issue. In fact, I would argue that we should still do it to keep it that way. Yeah. Well, I think that Ted Turner's onto it. What's that? That's the way that you should do it. What? Just these charitable billionaires that just bought, yeah. he did that during Bolsonaro's right. reign. He bought yeah. huge tracts of the Amazon. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's how it's done. That's fucking cool. Actually. But we can't depend on billionaires to solve this issue, dude. <laughs> Why? Yeah, because okay, some buy Amazon, but others buy uh, flaming Amazon guns and the, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck is Elon bought some of the uh, Amazon? Uh, dude, he's, he's, he's too focused on Dogecoin. 
Yeah, Miles. This planet's done for. He's going for the next one. Yeah. Speak into the microphone, Sorry. miss. It's Bish. been seven years. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't give me these. Um, well, that's good news. It's it's definitely good news. I didn't see Yeah, that. that is really good news. I'm and Lula is a sick s- guy. Like, yeah, Lula is a ma- And also, how old is that man? 77 years old. Yeah, and... Nobody else is popular apart from Lula. Like it was just yeah. a real personality cult. That right. got they did like they did what uh, Malaysia also did, which is uh, the only the popular classics. person. And he, like Mahathir in Malaysia, Lula, when he initially came into power, he gave Brazil one of the biggest booms of their history. In fact, that's you know what I was talking about during the housing issue, where uh, the Chinese commodity prices, the Chinese demand reduced, and it sort of plunged Brazil into recession. Just before that was Lula era, where China was literally buying anything that they were producing at extreme inflated rates. So they just had this massive period of boom. And then that, and by the time Lula had retired and gave it to his successor, can't remember her name. This was around 2015, 2016. She came into power, Chinese economy slowed down. And then immediately it gave the right wing ammunition to be like, these guys are corrupt. They're doing all of this shit, and the and the the estab- the corporate establishment in Brazil was like, yeah, fair. I mean, we were enjoying it while there was a boom, and now that there's a recession, we don't mind getting rid of them. And so they got no. rid of. So corporate Brazil was pretty cool with Lula. Yeah, because Lula was not. They weren't cool with him, but they were tolerating him because yes, Lula was taking a lot of their money through taxation and giving it to poor people, but he was generally increasing the size of the pie. Because the economy was booming to that extent. Mm, 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 mm. As soon as that ended, and Lula by that time had stepped down and he gave it to her successor, the successor was like an easy target. They got rid of her. She had to resign eventually. But she was actually popular with the population, right? Initially, but later on she wasn't. They Uh all thought that Lula was great. The successor, she's just a corrupt guy. Is the successor like... Some big wig in the UN now? No. Oh, I don't know. I, I've, I haven't followed. She, re, she like resigned in 2016, 2017 or something. So ages ago. Right, right. And then some other guy came and eventually he was no defeated by him. Bolsonaro. Hey, did he win his election? Do you know? Wasn't he running no, for like no. attorney general or something? With who? Uh, the guy that was like a no frills Bolsonaro that lost. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. No, not Bolsonaro. Won. No frills Lula. Yeah, 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 I know, but I don't know if he won or not. Uh-huh. So it was a close race. Super, super close, super close. close. Yeah. Like not even 1%. Way, way for the margin. Fuck. Um, and so they bought Lula back, even though Lula was in prison for corruption charges because the right wing knew that he's the only viable candidate, so they put him in jail. Fuck. To the point where, like, when Bolsonaro came in and a lot of even the Brazil's corporate establishment were like, yeah, maybe this is not such a great idea because he was essentially Trump. So they uh, forgave Lula for his corruption charges, which have never been proven. They absolved him of all the charges and brought him back to fight for the elections. And he won by a wafer thin margin because if it was anyone else, they would have probably lost. Mm. And now he's going to be like a Biden president, which is that, yes, he came in because he was the only acceptable candidate, but he's super old and he runs a very divided country where he can't pass through any of his domestic legislation. Really? The only advantage, like I said, of this election was that the Amazon gets a five-year lease. That's... <laughs> lease? Christ. So yeah. it's, not, it's, it's just a lease. Well, I don't know. This is the whole thing. We're going to have to figure out how you can protect the Amazon if yeah. it's possible. Because I really do think that 
Brazil is just one of those countries where if Bolsonaro is like, you can put in the bulldozers, man, I'm not going to do anything, then that's fine. You can. <laughs> it yeah. just seems like you could just break whatever laws you want yeah. there. I mean, look, any government's like that, really. All of these laws and regulations mean absolutely nothing. Dude, he's the first president, very much like Trump in Brazilian history, who hasn't conceded. He didn't really, concede so, it. But he's, he's, not, he's not getting... But he's not getting the whole storm the capital. They're, they're, they're saying that it might get there. He's oh like, if God. he brings up an issue because he still hasn't conceded oh, and he's been constantly, for the last month, he's been saying that there's water fraud basically following the Trump yeah, exactly, yeah. playbook. So they're saying that even if he concedes, there's going to be protests. But if he says this election was rigged, you're going to have America like Capitol didn't, Hill rise. Didn't Trump create a shit ton of public parks? Wasn't, wasn't he pretty good with the environment? Oh Maybe he did create some uh, national parks. I'm not sure, but uh, no, not, not all really. environmental regulations torn to shreds. It always is under the Republicans. Really? Same playbook every time. Uh, sure. Someone okay. just messaged truck drivers are blocking highways in Brazil to protest the election results. So it's already begun, and they were right. predicting this. So Trump Dude, what, truck drivers tracking? everywhere are fucking morons, aren't they? <laughs> hey, I'm say. sorry. Because, you know, same thing happened in Canada. Like, truck drivers are the first ones to be Every like... Every time. What? Nah, but the ones in Canada, that was against Eesh. COVID. That wasn't against uh, elections. Yeah, but whatever it yeah, might be. But you weird know. political movement with... Tr why truck drivers? Why are they always on the forefront? This is a mad match. And you uh, know what? They're, the, they're, they're going to be some of the first people to lose their jobs. Why soon. are they losing their jobs? I don't know why, because they always oh, did that. Like, every time you ever saw any interviewer, it was always just them being like, man, I'm a little scared if Lula gets in. But it's like, aren't you guys part of a union? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I know. It's so really silly. So Trump wasn't good with the environment at all. No, Christ, no. No Republican is. No, right. no quote-unquote conservative government really? can serve shit. It's so bizarre. No, it's not. It's really not bizarre at all. But they talk the talk, don't they? No. But do they walk Yeah, Trump the was walk. like, I've made the most public parks in any president. Yeah, so miss, he's lying. He? Yes. He's saying that. Yes. Maybe he did. I don't know. I have to Google yeah, check it. Check it out. Yeah, just check out if... Because if someone made a lot of national that, parks, honestly, I think that national parks is a lot more important than uh, you know uh, energy policy. Energy policy, the private sector will handle, but someone conserving land—that's where the big games are. Okay, revealed. <clears throat> the Guardian. I don't know the full extent of Trump's meat cleaver assault on U.S. wilderness—the <laughs> <laughs> undoing of our public parks and national parks. The Trump presidency is the worst ever for public lands. The most <laughs> anti-nature president in U.S. history. <laughs> I got to start reading my. I just start. I start, start getting more widely. My, yeah, I gotta yeah start you're, getting you're my just sources. getting opposite of yeah, everything. I think I do get like the fuck. Oh, hey, hey, right. hey, hey, hey! What does that say, though, huh? Donald J. Trump State Park, Indian Hill section. Dude, speaking of Trump so now, and now Bolsonaro, we don't know that sign says it all. Well, there's another one too. What do you think about this new French debate that's gone section. up about um, speaking? Or just on this topic, this debate that's gone up uh, with uh, uh, what's his name, Nancy Pelosi's husband, getting bashed the other day. What's the debate about? The her? debate is that even in America, they're now saying if free speech leads to people going and bashing 88-year-olds in the head with a hammer. Jesus. Do a we need, hammer. Yeah, that's how he broke his skull. Who? 
First of all, uh, my question is, hey, let's not, Nancy, let's not, let's you're not. one of the most hated people in the world. Get some security already. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and also, how did anyone know what your husband looks like? Well, I know her husband because her husband is like Dave Sharma of the US. That man's a stock genius. Yeah, but I can't imagine the truck drivers of the US knowing that man. No, but they all hate him, dude. Like the, the QAnon and the conspiracy theories just think like, we think that Nancy Pelosi is a bad person because she's guilty of insider trading. They believe that she runs a pedophile ring. Mm. So there's like, and so- Insider trading's worse. But let's not discredit <laughs> the uh, violence on the left. Yeah, but like this guy just broke an 88 year old man's Did head. Did that really happen? I didn't yes. know about that. So he wait, he tied him up and he broke his head with a hammer. What? Tied him up. Yeah, yeah. Really? And he kept screaming, where's Nancy? Cause he wanted to get Nancy. Holy shit. That's so intense. now in America, they're saying like, where is the limit of free speech? And this is a difficult yeah, has question. Has free speech gone too far? Yeah. Because dude, they do need a little more I'm not a fan of Nancy by any means, but <laughs> this is a crazy. bit much. All right. Yeah. Well, Ali's called it. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of yeah, attempted murder. QAnon, I'm not on this train anymore. <laughs> you had some points and you, you had, had your fun. If you had just gone there and egged their house, I would have still been okay with it. But like, yeah, obviously, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. So like, San Fran's rough. I remember when I was in, I was staying in San Francisco and I was like, wow, beautiful. It's like basically a, you know, it's like Sydney. It's like Harbor, Harbor town. Like it's basically Paddington. It's like really, really, really beautiful. And I was saying this place, this area called North Beach, which is like super cool and hip and everything. And um, the house across this, the servo across the road from our house, like we were going in, and then there was like police tape around the servo. And I was like, what the fuck? And I asked the some guy on the street, I'm like, oh, like we're just staying here. Like, what what happened? And it was like, oh yeah, it was just a shooting last night, man. I was like, what? And the guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a guy came in and uh, robbed the place and killed someone. Okay, first day in America might not go to that servo at night. <laughs> it's supposed to be a very like affluent area. Yeah, San Francisco. It's There's rough. Like, it's rough. Dude, apparently a lot of these cities, I was watching a documentary the other day. Apparently a Vancouver is a shithole now. Right. Because, Vancouver. Yeah, because of um, same thing as LA, the entire homeless population is going to Vancouver and so, and the government isn't doing much about it. It's, I don't know, it, Actually, it, it might be like that. a right wing tint on it, but it seemed like the same problem that Joe Rogan has with California. It's like- Yeah, but I, I don't know, yeah, exactly. They're talking about that as like this massive right wing talking point, but yeah, I'm sure homeless is, has exploded and whatever, but two just came back from there mm. and she was just like, if you're a baller in these cities, it doesn't matter. You don't see homeless people. Did she go to uh, downtown? No, that's the thing. She just stayed yeah, in yeah. all of the affluent parts of yeah, LA and yeah. it's just a normal a functioning city. Yeah, it's of course. Just, but, yeah. You to, but if you go to downtown, that's not the case. But I thought that it was kind of like going to New Delhi or something where it doesn't Probably. matter if you're just outside of the Taj Mahal. There's going to be 700,000 beggars being like, oh, dick. no, it's yeah. not like that. It's just in certain areas, but those areas are fucked. But weren't they always fucked? Yeah. I remember being there in the 90s yeah. and they were, you know. Yeah. Like they I actually were more fucked then. Yeah. Mm. At least now it's just homeless people that are annoying at the time. You, weren't there like shootouts and drive-bys all the time? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think, I think. yeah, you're right. I think, it, I think it's- And now those problems. are the affluent areas because of those drive-bys. Circle of life. Dude, even today, like we sometimes forget like how chill we have it in Australia. Like 
today in it's New York. What's chill. that ghetto that every like's the worst spot? In is it Bronx? The Bronx is yeah, it used to be bad. But like there's certain areas or maybe like I don't know. Harlem. Well, yeah, no, it's like one of the ghettos and like it's there's certain streets where the housing commissions are where like they're saying if you yeah. go there yeah. you will get robbed. There's a lot of There's like no that, spot yeah. in Australia where you have a guarantee of getting yeah, robbed, you know? No that's true, that's yeah. true. Then again, Miss Love could walk into that ghetto and then those guys would be like, yeah, man, I can see you down hard on your times, <laughs> man. Like I, I, I'd look after my community, but I only, okay. <laughs> have a cheese sandwich, man. All right, sweet. <laughs> There's no problems here, everyone's really nice. GGW is like Laman Mount Druid. Dude, I have, I've spent a lot of time in Mount Druid. I used to work in Mount Druid. Mount Druid is indeed a sketchy place after dark. After dark. But bro, it That's is not thing. anywhere close to some of these spots in the US. No. Like you have no idea no. that how bad it can get. <laughs> yeah, I really feel like if you're in Mount Druid oh, and uh, you just keep to yourself yeah, and don't like Ali's friend tell Marys to shut the fuck up because their music is too loud. Yeah, if you just refrain from that, yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah. going to be all right. Yeah, I think you're probably right. You might just get a couple of revving cars going yeah, yeah next to you, whatever you know. Yeah, now you're right. It is a hellscape. <laughs> and Mountroid has some of the nicest people in Australia too. Yeah, that's definitely this true. Is, well, it's always the same as that. Is a Bogans are great. That's exactly what happened when we went and filmed uh, the new Fat Pizza show. Yeah, we did it again. But that was dude in Petersham. No, 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 no. They, oh, they needed us again. for another shoot in Toon Gabby old. Old Toon Gabby. But old Toon Gabby now is. Old Toon Gabby's actually like. Just like normal Toon Gabby. It, it used to be bloody rough. Not these days, mate. I tell you, house would go for a lot there now. I mean, it's not that rough there. That's not, that's not Mount Druid. Well, from our experience of just being in a film studio. No, really. from my many times eating Croatian lunch there. I really, you really believe like one of those old people's lives, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, uh, yeah, Chan Carey, yeah, I fixed the road up there once. <laughs> what? When? Yeah, don't worry about it. We should move on to the next topic. A chapter of my life I don't want to relive. Yeah, yeah. They underpaid me. All right. Freak. It's so weird. <laughs> Boys, last segment. Having life experiences nonsense. Yeah, I know. Well, last segment of the pod. Guilty as charged. Melbourne Cup track has been sabotaged by 1,000 liters of oily sludge. What's oily sludge? For those of you from not that are not from Melbourne and don't know exactly what's happening with the Melbourne Cup controversy is that this time it's not about the horses. So Melbourne Cup, the field that they use or whatever, the race course, They've erected a giant wall all around it to keep the flood water from coming in so that, you know, they don't lose money on the horse races or whatever. But That's one of the policy. inadvertent consequences of that is, is that that field, that race course, was a natural floodplain for when it rained like crazy, which it has been. So it would take all the water from the houses towards that field. But with this wall, all the houses around the, uh, the race course are flooded. And people have lost everything. And so now this whole thing is like, who the fuck gave the race course the right to erect this wall and ruin the topography of this entire area? Some guy in protest of this uh, put like 1,000 liters of oily sludge, which seems a lot, but according to the race course guy, apparently they fixed it in like an hour. So, <laughs> so maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. But either way... How did he get it there with wheelbarrows? Mm. What? Like a truck just backed it up. Maybe a truck, yeah. People but what do you, what do you think about this? Fair or not fair? Well, I'm not really a fan of the whole destroying things. 
I mean, I'm not like you are, Lee. I'm, I'm up for like a certain amount of civil protest. Like I'm very fine with 80-year-olds getting bashed in the head oh, with hammers. Jesus. But sludge is a bit much. <laughs> Think about the workers that have to clean that up. I mean, I understand the uh, frustration. They shouldn't have done that. I'm not like... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of like the the races, but I'm not necessarily like ban the whole. You should just ban the races. They should like sort of like fix the problems, maybe, and like. Well, can you fix it. your problems to be closer to? Sorry, the sorry, sorry. Fix the problems and shit. But uh, that dude was probably pissed off because like his house is flooded, right? Yeah, dude. Apparently, this man had issues. <laughs> I was reading this and. Uh, uh, yes, issues with the racetrack. I'm not we know. Be, I'm not. I think gambling is. Should be legal, but it's like we're the, we have in terms of aren't we the worst problem gamblers in the world? Yeah, but you know Victoria is a little bit better than New South Wales, so right. they've got room to slide. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. so, so this really guy who did he's it, got no problem. So one of the one of the red flags of this man, yes. is that he was a is a massive gambling addict, and he's lost a lot of money on these <laughs> horses, and yeah, so he see, has. There we go. There's always a hidden a agenda. vendetta against. Hidden agenda. But either way, it doesn't take away from the issue, dude. If I was living in that area and they were doing, I would be pissed as well. Yeah, no, I think like who gave you the right? If if this place is gonna get flooded, then we all get flooded. Mm -hmm. You don't get to like keep your fancy ass race course and divert all that water onto us. Yeah, yeah, that's that a fair fucked. point. That is Not okay. Yeah, but also, you know, it's the Melbourne Cup, and there's a lot of hags that like dressing up. With <laughs> yeah, hats. fuck them, dude. Fuck them. Who cares? I don't care. Well, I'm just saying, Ali. There's losers on every field. So, <laughs> oh. in these trying times of climate change, what a difficult transition that would be from horse racing to greyhound racing. Well, we'll once be for them. Faster, don't you yeah, worry. They're, they're gonna, dude, th those women are not going to like that because they don't like being mean to dogs. Mm. Horses, on the other hand. So and what do you what do you guys think of like the whole horse race? Because I'm a little bit I, I don't, don't know care why it's cruel enough about yeah, it because I just don't even know when the Melbourne well, Cup's on because I don't it, live there. It is cruel in that uh, you know I think I don't know I mean some would say the racing is cruel but then also a lot of the what horses is it cruel are because they just get whipped on the ass? No 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 they get shot in the head sometimes. What? Yeah they break yeah, an ankle. Pretty, yeah yeah but like don't go, we do that with like a million cows a day? Well that's. A, that is a fair uh, counterpoint. Like, you know, comparison, you could argue that. But then the argument is like, oh, yeah. So Are like, they that's treated okay. badly is one of the big well, concerns I that I would have. See, this yeah. is the weird thing. I don't know if they would be. Well, if they're, they're treated they're badly, duress, then it's wrong. But if they're just getting shot in the head after they've like gotten old and they've no, had no, a no, wonderful no, no, no. life, that's no, fine. No, 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 dude. They'll, they'll be running. And then they're pushing them really fucking hard and pushing them and pushing them. And push. Yeah, but that's and like athletes, dude. If yeah, you yeah, tell if then, you tell an athlete, or yeah, you, an having, well, your yeah, body's having a toll on you, would you want to quit your sport? They'd tell you to fuck off. No, but you say that's true. But also, Usain Bolt doesn't have a midget on him whipping him, and Usain Bolt doesn't get shot. He in the should. Head. I'm not and saying he this is not a perfect does. world. It's his mum. She's very strict about it. I don't know if she's a midget. She's probably taller than he is. Usain Bolt doesn't when he. When he pulls a ham, he doesn't get shot in the head. So like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, but dude, it's, it's not fair, it. fair, you know. Athletes, Just if he's not pulling his weight, nah. But like, no, no, I'm but saying it does happen to athletes. They don't get shot in the head, but they may as well get shot in the head. If you have a massive injury while you're at the peak of your career, you are gone, bro. I'm just like, saying, they'll give you a year to recover. If you don't do it, you're gonna go. You're gonna go into debt. Yeah, but it's I understand that. Fun. But what I'm saying is like the the argument is like some horses will fall down and they get put down and it's cruel. It's uh, there's definitely a a level of like cruelty to it, but uh, you know, I'm not. I, I don't know. They should maybe like, uh, you know, r not regulate it, but just sort of like. No, I think it's just look one rule for all. If you're going to do that, do it to the pole vaulters. 
That's what I think. <laughs> just the pole vault through the chest. Yeah, well, go out the way that you're supposed to. Yeah. Just learn a thing or two from the samurais and go but, out with some honour. Jesus. But it does. It so does take it up time and it, resources. It does get to that thing where it's like, I don't know. I think people see horses as pretty, like, quite majestic animals. But you know, do you think that the only reason people think they're majestic is because? All right, what, what do you think about, about Nose Blump has mm-hmm. said the difference between farming animals for food and breeding animals for sport is the fact that it's purely for entertainment. It's the same reason why animals in the circus should be banned. Which was a bloody outrage when Circus Oz stopped touring around <laughs> Billington because that was the only entertainment we had. Yeah, look, I they mean, gave us this cheap Easter show at the end, and look. <laughs> You can only get so many six-months-old Birdie Bots show bags before you want to see a bear on a unicycle, <laughs> all right? Like, you got to no, give it something. He's got a point, but... Uh, he, he does have... A, hey, know, that's like, a philosophical question, actually. I don't know what to think about that. If you're right... What, so you can't use animals for entertainment, is his point of view, right? What's the one example that I want to think of that... What about, like, you taking what your dog to those dog shows? Huh? What? Hey? Taking your taking dogs to dog shows, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's purely entertainment. That yeah. might be cruel because they're not shearing those old Shetland sheep dogs, and it's a bloody hot country. Mm. Yeah, and like you know, I, maybe if a, if 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 a, if a dog injures their leg in one of those like Easter show things, they're just like, it was fun last year. You know, maybe I don't know. I mean, well, yeah. they'll probably let's be fair. They'll probably use those wood choppers to just smack oh, it in the head. Well, they're close oh by. God. Final destination. <laughs> <laughs> it is like a broader. You know, if you, I don't know, if you don't eat meat and you're, then I think that like you are practicing what you preach. I understand that one, but you're still killing it. But is it more moral to kill an animal to fucking eat it? Okay, okay. That's more moral. I've got another question. Eat its flesh. I'm like, yum, yum. That's more moral. Well, it's for your nourishment. You're doing it to survive technically. Barely. My question is. Most people just eat way too much. Not today. Not today. If we're saying. The meat industry is fucked. If we're saying that using animals for entertainment as a rule is wrong. Then what about just riding horses? Is that wrong? Well, that you've that, got a car, bro. Don't pretend you need yeah. this. Well, that's yeah. another, that's another thing. Like horse, but it is different. I mean, look, you're right. Horses would be put. You know, you can be riding in a stable, and the horse. Breaks All I've its got leg. is my mum, who just grew up on a farm and had horses, and she was always saying they like it. But I think that might be just my childhood conditioning kicking in. I don't yeah. know if she knows do, if they I like it. They, do, do horses like being ridden? I think I don't, uh, I don't horses. Think so. I don't think so. Can. As in, like they can be tamed. They're 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 like they can be like dogs. As in, they can just really love you. Domesticated. Well, yeah. The way but women talk about horses is always a bit creepy and beastophiliacy, isn't it? How they're always like they're, they're magical creatures and you share a special bond with them. Yeah, some people do share that. But like some people, horse people vouch that horses are more loyal than dogs. Yes, but here's my counter argument: horse people are weird. You can't say. That's not true. Yeah, because they, they spend are. most of their time no. on a farm. They don't know how the real world works. Yeah, Other that's the closest that, thing they have farming. to a human yeah. interaction is with the horse. They usually get out of that farm for you. I don't know, because I've never had a close bond with a horse. But every horse that they I've ever beautiful. come back to, it always just looks as disinterested. Cows seem more interested in me than horses. And why don't you ride cows? They do on the rodeo. Do they? Why don't we race them? No, they don't ride. No. Oh, they do the bulls. They try no. not to get off of them. Yeah. that's They're not... 
the 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 bull that's like what going an exciting up and down Melbourne and flapping is not consenting to that ride. Bulls. Yeah, they're not consenting to that ride. I mean, I think I think bullfighting's cruel. I've seen it. Dude, those yeah, bullfighting's way yeah. too fast. I saw, it, I saw it in Spain. Like, and I'm like, and look, I'm pro monkeys with accordions. You know, like that's too far for me. <laughs> or I, monkey smoking. No, I actually you know, am not. Jor- Jordan yeah. likes monkey smoking. You remember the Indonesian monkey that was like a pack a day. That was really? awesome. He Jesus. liked that. He, I, yeah. When I first saw that, I was like, dude, that is definitely abuse. But then he was like, but come so on. He's got a 10-year life anyway. So dystopic, though. <laughs> it is really dystopic. But I just want that real-life experience. I remember watching this one documentary about how cool would it be to be in the 60s and then just to go into the heart of darkness in Africa to research with Jane Austen chimps and look – Unlike her, you're not really a scientist. You're just some hippies with some camera equipment. Mm. And you're just in there and you're in one of those huts. And then they said, yeah, Chim Chim was looking at his smoking some weed. And like, he, he like you could tell he wanted some. And I think they were just really high. <laughs> but anyway, they were really? just like, you could tell he wanted some. So we gave it to him and he smoked up with us. And yeah, he was a pretty cool guy. You got to see, man. Like, I mean, we, that we, would have been sick. We, don't you, we, Vic? I mean, Getting we, high with a chimp. I mean, we used to like hotbox a room at my friend's house and his dog was in there getting really stoned is that cruel oh yeah that's that's really dude cruel, that right? is because <laughs> they don't process weed like we do i don't know about dude shit. actually i mean I, we didn't do it on purpose we weren't like <laughs> we just didn't think about it we like, but oh, apparently shit. weed is not as bad for dogs as you think and i found this out when my dog accidentally Somehow. ingested yeah, my yep. brother's pot brownie. So I had to take him. He was just high as fuck, right? And I yeah. freaked out. So I took him to the hospital yeah. and I told them what happened. And the vet told me, she was like, I'm more concerned about the chocolate than I am of the weed. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, because the same so thing he happened had to, to spend, oh, yeah, He had to spend that night at the hospital and like they gave him charcoal, which what, apparently what, was a what thing. What an embarrassing conversation you had, Ali. Yeah, but I blamed <laughs> it on my little brother and, and it was his fault. Yeah, but, but to be fair, it was also not my dog's that. fault. She's you just be like, uh, my little brother uh, yeah. somehow got some brownies. She's going to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then just writes down animal abuse. Go on. <laughs> my, poor, my poor dog <laughs> ate a weed brownie and she was convulsing and pissing herself. Yeah, but when I saw that, I was like, there's no difference between the first time I had brownies. Yeah. I was fine with it. <laughs> you have to, convulsing yeah. and pissing. You kind of have, yeah. have to ride it out. I mean, that's exactly. all you can do. That's all you can all do. All you can do is just chuck on some Zeppelin. That was yeah. it. You, yeah. you really save yourself $400. <laughs> More than, try like two grand, dude. <gasps> two grand yeah. for a vet to say. To put on a drip. Yeah, and you should give her a blanket. Pretty much. A drip? A drip. Yeah, well, see, this is the whole thing. Your, your ex just babied that mm. dog way too much. I, I know. All yeah. you do is just give him, give her a pack of Cheetos. God, it's so much Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, well, she look, wasn't, she wasn't a, conscious. She was like... Yeah, but I, I'm telling you right now, if you could film me the first time I was having brownies... Believe me, I know. It would have been exactly the same I've footage the same of me experience. and the dog, and also, except for mine was way worse because then there was just a bunch of... Uh, people that were like two years older than us at the party being like, oh, he's freaking out. Ugh. He's freaking out. That's so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make him touch his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting there being like, I can hear you. I just can't control my body. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hate Brad. Christ. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, let's not take say things. I like them. Oh, really? I'm not a fan either. Actually. Dude, I, I, no? I hated them. I was just like, oh, no. Not my- actually, here's the thing. 
they're not good if you have them one off, but if you get that tolerant, like I did for that weird six month period of my life where I just turned into Cheech yeah. and our good friend Joe Jackson was Chong. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That was a pretty wild ride. Mm. That wasn't bad. And then the other thing as well is we started getting good at the proportions of it. Yeah. And then it became cool. You've got a higher tolerance. You think you're like, oh, I can't do weed. I'm like, no, you're fine. You're like, you are Cheech. You're fine. You can take your, your, it's bullshit. You can take it oh, fine. Speaking of, you know why I actually really liked Brownies? Our dear friend, Fat Goth. You know how you say that he's the funniest man alive? Mm. Try him on Brownies. <laughs> you want anything with him? I was convulsing with laughter. laughter. Really? Dirt. Really? Chong had to keep him away from me. But again, because I couldn't control my body, I was just like, wait, come back. <laughs> I wanted more. See, you can take See, this. This is the greatest thing it. of all time. It was all my humor summed up in a nutshell. Remember Maxine McHugh, the chick from the ABC that ousted Howard out of his seat? Oh, of course. No? <laughs> no, no, well, sorry. I think she well. was your local member, but okay. That, that, that guy, <laughs> she, she was my, just in my, everything, no. just being like, the Wonder Woman of politics, obviously, because she was ABC royalty no, and she my, got rid of that awful Howard. Mine, huh? mine was Joe Hockey. Yeah, that's right. But the. Chinese North Shore, that was her. Right. And <laughs> she, he just poked out the mouth. And it was, I've got to say, as scary as it was hilarious because Cheech Chong put me up in his bed while the rest of the party <laughs> was happening, while I was convulsing, just looking around. Yeah. And then he snuck up yeah. into the bed, got next to me, and I was just kind of like, I can't look. I'm going to die of laughter. Then he goes, Jordan, Jordan. And then he puts that magazine on his face and goes, I'm Maxine McHugh and I just ousted the prime minister. And I was like, Bleh! and then Chong, Chong kicked him out of the party. <laughs> he was, uh, it was, it was like quality control, making sure the vibes were on check. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. I think you just have to be in the room of the world's funniest man. If you're on brownies and then it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Good company. All right. Well, Fuck. thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> do we want to make a little bit of an announcement? Yeah. Yes, we do. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how we have the worst Twitch setup in human history? Well, we're about to have the second worst. <laughs> we are going to make something that somewhat beats this. Stay tuned next week to see the new and improved set. And then I assume get bored and then uh, <laughs> click out and go look at a lot of pornography like I'm sure you do. But just can you look at that first? Give us that and make sure that you sign up to the Friendly Geordies podcast for more up late blue yeah, material. Yeah, join the Friendly Geordies podcast Patreon because uh, we kind of need the funds again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on. This recession's hitting us all. Yeah, this, this recession has truly He's not going to buy out to buy a house. Come on, mate. Yeah, no, I've got expensive taste. At, at the moment, the couches will help to cost. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, see you guys. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>